He's looking for religion and the peace it'll bring But what religion is for you when you believe everything? Is it Judaism, Hinduism, Shinto or Tao? Come hear the loony shit he's considering now Skinny Matt finds a religion All right, everybody. Hi, my name's Andy. And I'm Skinny Matt. Ahoy, ahoy. And welcome to Skinny Matt's Tinfoil Hat. This is a very special episode. It's actually a series of episodes, and this is part one in the series. It's a 4,200-part series called Skinny Matt Finds a Religion. Skinny Matt is a... He's a non-religious person. Have you ever had religion in your life, Matt? Uh, In kindergarten and first grade, I went to a Christian uh, public or private school in California. Woodruff Christian School, and we had religion every, went to church every Wednesday and every Friday. But other than that, no. So that, and that, so after first grade, you were not exposed to religion at all? No, other than, you know, my, you know, crazy grandmother on my stepmom's side, you know, trying to push the Bible on us and, uh, okay. Other, you know, small things like that, but nothing, no actual religion. I did go to a church once when I was 18 with a chick I was trying to bang, but other than that, no. Yeah, that uh, that religion was vagina. That was not whatever no, that church was, that was. that was my own religion that I was trying to start. And m- many of us ascribe to that religion. Still trying to start, actually. It's... It's a tough. It's a tough religion to get followers. I keep. In, I keep trying know? to get into that church, and uh, nobody lets <laughs> me in. T- the doors are just like sealed <laughs> shut. There's no way in yeah, there. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> enough about vagina. <laughs> okay. So, what makes you at this point want to find a religion? Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's like with most people towards the end of their natural life, they start asking themselves what comes next. And if it's nothing, that's, that's awesome. I can deal with nothing because it would be nothing. But if there is something, then I, I would hope I would guess the right something and I'd be following that religion. So I can get into their cool afterlife club, you know, or whatever might be there, you know? Okay. So, so here are the, here are the rules for skinny Matt finds a religion. Uh, we are going to interview someone from every active religion on earth. That is 4,200 different religions, uh, like roughly 4,200. Mm-hmm. At the end of that series, you will choose one. But while we're interviewing, you're going to put these religions in certain columns. Uh, probably a no, maybe, and uh, plausible. A heavy, heavy plausible. Or, right. or possibility or, you know, leaning yes or something like that. Yep. I will be bringing you the religion. You will not know what religion it is. I'm just going to bring you a guest, okay? And we're going to interview a guest, and and then you can ask him whatever questions you like. I will have questions for him too. Hopefully, I'll be able to cover some of the bases that you are not able to think of offhand, okay? But uh, I will I will make sure that we try to cover most aspects of religion, the good and the bad, and ask some tough questions if we need to. Uh, now we know Matt that. Uh, we all know about the big, like, what is it? The big four, big yeah, three, Catholicism, Judaism, uh, Mormonism. And, uh, what is it? No, no, no. I, I don't think Mormonism falls in the, in the big, in the big three. No? I think it's Christianity, which is the blanket of, uh, it covers most of that. Okay. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are the uh, big three. Okay. Scientology. So that most people in the world belong to those religions. Yeah. Uh, and and Christianity is the the gorilla in the room because that covers Catholicism, 
that covers and there's so many other that covers Mormonism. Buddhism, like Mormonism would, is would would you consider Buddhism one of the big up in that top list up there? No, or? no, it, it, it there's not enough people involved. It is like a different category All of right. religion, All right. uh, like Buddhism. But I think I think it's a big three. Okay. Buddhism might be in there. It might be the big four. I don't H- know. Hinduism, maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. There's a, the geisha. Hinduism's pretty big. Yeah, <clears throat> that's just because they have a lot yeah, of people Hindu- in their country. It's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why they score yeah. those numbers. So yeah, but those are the big ones, and we're gonna be. We might interview sects of those big ones. But uh, I think we're going to leave those alone for the time being because most people know about them. Most people have a general knowledge about those religions, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I'm not sure I want to do Islam because I value my life <laughs> and I don't want to be murdered. True. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're not necessarily talking down on them. We're they're trying. We're trying to get them to convert us. You no, know? we're learning about it. But yeah. you can learn about Islam, and they could take mm-hmm. it as a an offense, a blasphemy. Or the government. And they murder people who blaspheme. Or the government might take it as we're trying to convert to to something that we don't want to be converted to. But yeah, so we are going to mainly cover some of the outliers, some of the the different ones that we don't know, have a lot of knowledge about. All right, all right. And that might be that might be good for you. Actually, it they might be good for you, they might not. We're doing all of them. Heard. Done and done. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long series, we and we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle it through Skinny Matt's tinfoil hat, the podcast as we go through. These won't be every episode; it'll be every fourth or fifth. So, are you are you excited about tonight's religion? I I think I might be, depending on what it is. I don't know. Tell me what. Tell me what we got going on. So, part one of Skinny Matt finds a religion is dudism. <laughs> dudism. Right. Dudism. Dude, like in Dudism the, the, is a religion. The, the Big Lebowski. Dudism. That's right. <laughs> Dudism is a religion based around the cult classic 90s movie, The Big Lebowski. One of my favorite films. And this is like, I am a blood spitting atheist. I, I uh, don't believe that there's a God. Uh, I haven't seen any decent evidence. Okay. Uh, most religions turn me off. I think religion is poisonous. But... If I were to ascribe to a religion, this is definitely at the top of my own personal list because I love The Big Lebowski. (laughs) So do I. I love it. It's a great film. And if you're going to base a religion around anything, base it around something great, you know, and something that's real. Right. You know, The Big Lebowski is not a floaty concept in the abstract universe. It is is a real thing. It's tangible. It's there. It's... uh... (laughs) I mean, any any religion that starts off drinking and smoking weed is is a religion that's going to be high on the altar altar books. There, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one a little seriously than most. Those, those are good. Those those are perks. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so are you ready to get into this interview, Matt? I am. Let's get going. See what we got. All right, all right. Let's do it. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. And today we have someone very special on our show, his archdudeship of dudism, Mr. Dwayne Utsi. Is that am I pronouncing that correct? That is correct. All right, Dwayne Utsi, how are you, sir? I'm abiding. It's been a pretty <laughs> crazy, I guess, past few months, but 
you know, the dude and all of us still abide doing pretty good. Yeah. I, I imagine that dudeism is probably a valuable religion to have during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that um, when dudeism came along and when the movie came along, it was um, addressing a whole different set of circumstances. Like everybody was really stressed out about careerism and trying to, you know, make it big or trying to do whatever it is you're trying to do to make the grade. So it was all about trying to get everybody to just take it easy. It's no, there's no problem with trying to succeed, but you need to keep it in perspective. But now that all that's been flipped since all of us are now, you know, trapped in our homes pretty much all the time and um, not really um, able to go out and even be together and abide together. So um, I think the whole new set of circumstances that we've all been facing has really been a challenge for a lot of people. But I think for Dudism, it's been the right thing to help people to you know, keep things in perspective. Yeah. So how did you first get involved in Dudism? Well, I mean, became a fan of the Big Lebowski. That was the, uh -huh. the number one thing. And that was, well, I'm, when the Big Lebowski came out, it was um, 1998, I think it was. And mm -hmm. my, uh, my wife and I had just had our first child. But I still like to get up early on Saturdays and watch this old show called uh, Siskel and Ebert. I don't know if you remember the um, movie reviewers. Yeah. yeah. And they they did a review of the movie. And I, I remember Siskel didn't like it, but Ebert did. And I, I thought it was sound pretty good. It sounded like it was an intriguing movie, but it pretty much disappeared quickly. It pretty much flopped when it first came out. And it I had children and other things to deal with. So it completely went off my radar. And then I guess it was a few years later, the actor studio, you remember that show? Mm -hmm. John Goodman was on there. Yeah. And I've always liked him. And they, um, they did, of course, a scene from The Big Lebowski. And it reminded me how much I wanted to see it. So uh, I finally got a copy of it, watched it, and I liked it, liked what I saw, but I was completely confused by it. I mean, it was great acting, <laughs> some humorous moments in there that are just hilarious. But when you think about the whole structure of the movie, you're like, what the hell did I just see? But it was one of those things that stays with you after you watch it, or at least I was one of those that kind of, I, I want to check it out again. So I watch it again and I started to appreciate it more. Like the more times you watch it, the more it starts to draw you in, you know, if you're uh -huh. of that mentality. And so, you know, when I get into something like that, I like to research it. So I started doing some researching, seeing what is out there. And I noticed there was this whole um, community that was developing around Lebowski, not just Dudism, but I mean, the, the fan base, you know, it was um, it's a cult classic that was developing. Yeah. And I was really happy to hear that. And in that research is where I found Dudism. And that's where Oliver Benjamin had founded Dudism or the Church of the Latter-day Dude, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. And uh, I was instantly hooked by it. I was intrigued. I, I I thought on all levels, the humor that he infused the religion with, as well as the deeper spiritual, if you want to call it that, the significance, more meaningful elements of it, he mm -hmm. integrated into something that I instantly um, related to. So I signed up to be a Dudist priest, and I was so inspired by it that I ended up um, writing some things and contributing to Oliver and just see if he um, liked what I 
wanted to give to the the cause and he loved it. And so from there, we sort of developed a partnership in developing all things nudist. Right on. When, uh, when you signed on, how many people were actually in the church at the time in the nudism was, and was it a church at the time? Yes. Yeah. Well, was it still just kind of a, a premise? Okay. No, no, it was, it, it had already grown. I don't think it was, it was still relatively new. Um, like right now, for instance, it's like over 600,000 Dudist priests around the world who have been ordained. You can be ordained free on Dudism.com. But at that time, it was probably I mean, a lot of things going on with the old Duder's head here. I, I don't know that I can remember the exact number, but it was, you know, it was relatively smaller. But it's okay. um, even though it's the world's small, uh, slowest growing religion, it still grows pretty rapidly in terms of the exponential growth of it. So I think back then it was, uh, Oliver would probably know maybe, but I would say it was probably definitely like 150,000, something like that. Perhaps that's just a shot in the dark, but it was relatively um, much smaller than it is now. What exactly do you have to do to become a member of the Dudism? Do you have to be ordained as the church or can you, how do you, how do you get recognized into the church? Like become a member? Well, all you have to do, I mean, obviously you have to have the, um, the inclination, you know, the, you, you definitely appreciate the big Lebowski. You can relate to it perhaps. I mean, you, some people relate to it in terms of, Oh, it's just a gag. It's a joke, you know, but other people, actually take it a lot more seriously as far as you can take something like this seriously. I don't mean that they actually go out and, you know, begin to become the dude, but you have to have perhaps an affinity for the mentality that's within the movie, I think, to really want to become part of that. A lot of people will also join it. Um, Once you do become ordained, you can marry people. You have most U.S. states recognize that you can actually be recognized as performing a, a wedding ceremony. So I think it's really to say who and why people join. It's mainly you like the Big Lebowski and you like the idea of this community, this online community, and even offline aspects of it as well, of people who share your interest in the movie at whatever level. You know, there are people who want to see more of a, a spiritual dimension to the movie. And there are others who want to see it just as it's a, a funny movie. And this is a great way to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to you. If you're into it and you're drawn to it, you just go to dudism.com and it, there's a button there that says ordain me, I think. And that's all it takes. And you'll get some information in the mail, like a little uh, certificate and membership card and other things like that. But it's all for free. Does uh, does Dudism borrow from any other religions or, or worldviews? Yeah, pretty much. The main one that it draws from is um, Taoism. Uh, this is like ancient Taoism, not the more, I guess, formalized version of it. It's more of the philosophical Taoism, which is about basically trying to go with the flow of things and like being like the dude at his best, um, going with the flow of things. And learning to do without doing. That's a very hard thing for a lot of people in the West to, um, to grasp, but it's very much a part of uh, Asian, ancient Asian culture, especially in Buddhism and Taoism, of, of doing without doing. And 
a good example of that is um, in the movie, for instance, when uh, in the beginning where the, the thugs pee on the dude's rug that tied the whole room together, the dude's not up not happy about that but he's telling walter and walter gets them all riled up to go do something about it and so that's the dude actually kind of violating what's called wu wei the wu wei principle of taoism of of not doing the dude gets into doing something and it ends up setting into motion this whole complication that for us is great because it makes a great movie but for the dude it creates a lot of suffering and a lot of bad things happening to him and so I think the whole premise of that is in Taoism is to the dude should have just stayed out of it and, and continued on. They probably wouldn't have killed his fucking car at the end and and he would have been okay. But you know, that's life. We all get sucked into that. Music plays heavily into many religions and is also pretty prevalent in the, in the big Lebowski. Uh, Does dudism have hymns? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess we have the, the soundtrack, yeah. and we like to sing along with that. But, but yeah, in terms of having a, a book of you know hymns that we turn to and and all join in together, not really. But um, but music does play a, a very integral part mm-hmm. to the whole celebration of what what we do. Obviously, yeah. Is there a specific, say, uh, Bible to Judaism, or is there a specific doctrine that you like to follow? Well, I'm glad you. You brought that up. We do have the Abide Guide, and unfortunately, I don't have a copy of that with me right now. I, I gave it away to somebody because that's part of my religious duties. But um, it's called the Abide Guide, and Oliver and I wrote that. It's actually this is actually the tenth anniversary of it. We wrote it back in uh, 2011, and it pretty much is what we call a Dudist self-help book. And we have all kinds of information in there, riffing off of what it means to be a Dudist, the Dudist philosophy. Um, we also look at other examples of Dudist principles within other movies, for instance, or in other characters in pop culture, or even historical figures. You know, so it's, it's sort of our all-in-one type of collection of what we call our holy writ, a pile of holy writ. And there are a number of other books you can just go on to uh, Amazon or to dudism.com and they're all listed there. But um, we have Oliver has written a, a number of books like Lebowski 101 and uh, there's the Dude De Ching, which is sort of our version of the Tao De Ching, uh, the Dudist, um, uh, not the Dudist, the Taoist book of poetry that encapsulates Taoism by Lao Tzu. And uh, so there's many different options out there, but the main one is the abide guide. Okay, cool. Abide guide. Are there any celebrities in a dudism like there is in Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know that, um, believe it or not, the dude himself is sympathetic to it. I don't. I wouldn't say that he's a dudist that I know of, but I know that um, Jeff Bridges uh-huh. has expressed. He 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 knows we're out there, and he has expressed. I've actually had a roundabout email connection with him when I. I wrote something that I was really, really happy with. And I know that he had a website. So I went to his website and got in touch with his, um, the person running it. And I said, I would really appreciate it if you could you know, send this on to Mr. Bridges, if you think he'd be interested in that. And, and he wrote back saying far out and recommended that I uh, check out this. Um, he has, a, he had a 
his friend has since passed, but Bernie Glazer, Glasser, I think his name was, he was actually a, a Zen Buddhist, but he was a, a Zen Buddhist who liked to go around with the clown nose on and, and, and actually saw from a Zen Buddhist perspective, what he thought were a lot of spiritual truths in the Big Lebowski. And he would take parts of the movie and use them as Cohen's, but he would call them C-O-H-E-N's rather than K-O-A-N from the religion, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with um, Zen Buddhist Cohen's. So um, I do know that Bridges has had some awareness of us, uh-huh. and I'm, I think there's someone else, but I can't think of any, but we don't have the star power that Scientology has. And we'd rather, you know, kind of we take that as a feather in our cap. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does marijuana come into play in Dudism, kind of like Rastafarianism? Yeah, it's um it's definitely there. And that's a that's a big plus for Matt. That's <laughs> one of the selling points actually. <laughs> but the thing is though, it's it's not really, you know, prerequisite. It's not like, you know, you join the Catholic Church or or even Rastafarianism, and you know you must be partaking of the herb or of the uh, bread or of the um, vino, the holy vino. But but obviously it's it's definitely a regular thing making the rounds at any type of Buddhist gathering. Nice, that's good, right? But that's the thing with Buddhism, though, is that you know it's not as though we are imposing like we have some sort of ritualistic or dogmatic. In fact, both of those things are antithetical to antithetical to what we are encouraging. Mm-hmm. We're actually encouraging more people to just find the way, the right way for them to to take it easy. And in the real sense of not just being lazy and and sort of doing nothing all day, but doing nothing with a purpose, if you understand what I mean, or and and not getting so uptight about all of these things that you can't really do anything about anyway. And so try to enjoy the ride while you're here instead of getting tangled up and trying to find the rug pisses <laughs> in your life. <laughs> I think it's a lovely philosophy. I, I, re- I really like it. I, I have a couple. Do you have any more questions, Matt? Uh, not that I can think right, of. I've right got now, a couple off the top of my head. But, uh, um, how does Dudism yeah. view the Cohen brothers? Are they like, since they created all this, are they revered? Yeah, they like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good question. I hadn't really <laughs> thought of it that way. We definitely, I guess, with our more secularist bent, which again, you know, it's it's very much all-encompassing. We have secularist as well as the spiritualist aspects of this. Mm-hmm. So um, we definitely see them. I mean, I personally like them as oh, um, yeah. directors. I love yeah. their movies, most of them. Yeah. And um, and I think that's widespread too, but I don't really see too many people like bowing down before little figures of the Coen brothers or anything like that. It's just more of a respect and like, thanks, dudes. We really appreciate <laughs> you know, contributing something like this to just make life a little more, something more to, to laugh about and enjoy and to think about as mm-hmm. well. Do you think uh, have have has anybody reached out or asked them how they feel about the the Dudism religion coming out of this? Or? Yeah, well, I actually there's a um, I, I saw them mention it in an interview. Somebody brought it up in an interview, 
And they were basically, I mean, they didn't say anything against it, but they were kind of confused by it, I think, basically. <laughs> they didn't really, they were like, oh, that's, yeah, we've heard of it, and we're not sure what we make of it. But <laughs> uh, What are some of your favorite dudist holidays? Well, the big one is coming up next month, which is the Day of the Dude. Okay. And that is where we celebrate when the Big Lebowski was released. It was March 8th. And so we haven't had the, um, the kind of big worldwide celebration that we've had in years past, but maybe that'll be something we'll be gearing up for this time around. But it's just basically a day to do things to uh, celebrate the movie, however you feel you want to do, just to keep the spirit going in your life and, and to make it a part of uh, the lives of people around you. Mm-hmm. And then we have the, uh, I think probably my next favorite, which is can be celebrated at any time by anyone uh, is um, is this a what day is it um, <laughs> holiday? <laughs> so and, you know it's just like w- when you realize you don't know what day of the week it is or what time it is, and celebrate, <laughs> and that's a great time to you know have a, <laughs> have a moment to just be at yeah, one. Yeah, that is that has happened a lot more during the pandemic than it used to. Absolutely. Yeah, that is been one long <laughs> celebration i think um so in preparation for this i watched the movie again i've seen it a hundred times yeah. uh i i actually saw it when it was in the theaters when it first came out we went and saw it, it was like the only thing really planned and we went and saw it and i remember coming out of the theater and going i like that movie uh a lot i just i'm not sure why though you know? <laughs> right. I had the same, same, like I said before, I had the same uh, reaction to it. Yeah. And I think part of it is with this movie, like with Fargo, for instance, Fargo, which came out right before, yeah, is very tightly plotted. You know, it makes sense for the most part. You know, it, it follows point A to point B to point C yeah. throughout the movie and has its conclusion. And I think in The Big Lebowski, there are so many intentional the coen brothers i think did this intentionally gaping holes in the story where i think at first viewing you're just baffled by what what's what did i just see like i remember the biggest thing with me at the end of the movie when i first saw it like when the stranger says well that about wraps are all up i was like (laughs) what are you talking about i i was expecting there to be a big bowling finale you know or you know some something and it just sort of there it was it was the dude abides and it's over right? <laughs> and i think like you know where does the dude get his make his living how does he you know pay for all the kalua how does he you know do anything that he does you know how does he get the rent to give marty you know and it's just uh, all these questions start to pop up and i think like i said the coen brothers that's obviously intentional they they wrote yeah. it that way and um and i think at least for someone like me i'm that intrigues me you know it makes me want to that draws me in even more to try to figure this out and i think maybe that's one of the things that helped to compel its popularity but also to translate into nudism itself you know so mm-hmm. try to answer some of these more slippery questions that you just don't have any real answers for, but it's intriguing nonetheless. Yeah. You know, it still pulls you in and you want to try to try to fill in some of those gaps somehow. And 
Um, at least that was my response when I had it, but I, I understand exactly what you were <laughs> yeah. saying. I felt the same way. Do you remember when you first saw it, Matt? Um, I don't. It was just one of those things. I feel like it's always just kind of been a movie in my life. I know I, I work in a kitchen and we quote the movie religiously. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's something that's, it's just always been around, you know, it's like, God damn it, Donnie. I burnt the tacos again, you know, or whatever it is, you know, we, 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 it just, it just fits right into the kitchen. You know, um, yeah, it's it's just been always been a part of my life. I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like, uh, yeah, like a religion almost. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I, I have I have a question. Uh, can can a higher dudist enlightenment make me like the Jesus rolls better? The um, I, don't, I mean, I mean uh, the no, character. no. The, the have you seen the Jesus rolls? Oh, oh, the, I'm sorry. I, the, I know what the, you, the the John Turturro yeah. movie. I haven't oh, seen okay. it. I haven't seen it. And I think the reason why I'm blanking on it is because, for one thing, I was just opposed to it. I mean, I nothing against John Turturro, and I, um, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. If I heard it wasn't all that great. I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was. It, it's a pre- it's a prequel, I guess. It's it's right when he gets out of Sing Sing. Is yeah. that what it is? It takes place right after ah. the Jesus gets out of jail. And before he meets huh. up with all the Lebowski characters, and it's right. not good. Yeah, yeah I, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. See, I I don't know if there is a a way for Dudist Enlightenment to crack that nut because <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak authoritatively. But yeah, I. It is the Godfather three of Lebowski sequels. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that says it all right there. <laughs> there have been here and there talk of doing a sequel to The Big Lebowski. I think uh, Tara Reid, who plays Bunny, actually said a few years ago that she had signed on to do it mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Nobody else seemed to know she was talking about. But And then there's been other times when it's sort of come through the grapevine that they were going to do a, a sequel to it. I guess maybe following the little Lebowski that was on the way or something. I don't know, but I would rather personally, they just leave it alone. You know, I think it is what it is and it's perfect as yeah. it is. And I don't really want to see a, a sequel to it. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing how the dude abides in this crazy time that we're in now. Like what kind of mm. situation That's he true. could find himself in with the, with, you know, technology, what it is now and, and everything that's going on. What, how they would, you know, the Cohen brothers would write that, you know, I wouldn't want to see anybody else try and tackle a, a right. sequel, but I, I definitely would like to see how the dude would abide in situations like today. You know, I think it'd be interesting. Uh, I, uh, like as far as sequels go, I, I, I understand like not wanting to taint the original. Like I understand that, that mentality, but sometimes in the right hands, it can be, it could be good. I thought the Fargo TV show, was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought, you know, when I first heard about it, you know, just kind of like I am now with my purest attitude about the Big Lebowski, I was the same way about the TV show. And I just thought, oh, God, this is just going to be the slimmest premise taken from the movie and trying to milk it for all they could. And they actually Mm -hmm. took it and built on it in an interesting and exciting way. So, like you said, in the right hands, it's just like with The Godfather, you said earlier, Godfather 2 is as good or perhaps even better than the first one. Yeah. And if he had just left it there, that would have been great. But 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it can happen. I just, especially today though, it just seems like with, um, you know, the, just in general, up until the pandemic, um, when movies were shut down for the most part, it just seemed like a lot of the sequels that would come out were just really not doing the original justice or, or especially I think the thing I was tired of was the remakes and the reboots Mm -hmm. and all. And come on. Yeah. There's a, there's a big difference. I I don't know. Like um, I'm kind of torn with sequels and stuff like that, because if, if you look at something like the, the Mandalorian, that, that could have been very campy, but it was actually a bald along the, a great line of like the original show. It, it, right. it, you know, the fans loved it. Whereas when it first started coming out, people were scared of the fact that it was going to be just, you know, more Disney crap that they're trying to sell <laughs> right. on us, you know, <laughs> but they actually, they actually got somebody that enjoyed the show and, and right. understood the, the, the logic and the history and then actually cared about what was being said. And I think, you know, I think sequels can be done that way if, if done by the right people, you know? Right. That, that's the key. Mm-hmm. And I think um, even with baby Yoda and all that, they still, that's kind of just short of gimmicky, but it worked, you know, it still worked within the, the story. And then to have the, the Luke f- figure come in at the end was a, a really amazing thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. I guess we should say that <laughs> so people are listening. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spo- <laughs> I figured everybody saw it by now, but oops. I would hope so. <laughs> All right. So I have a uh, one more I have one more question for you, Dwayne. Uh if if you and Skinny Matt were in an elevator and you had to enlighten him about dudism in that short amount of time, what would you say? Well, I would just say that what is it that you are hoping to get out of a religion in terms of uh, your day-to-day look at life and how you are as a person, how you interact with people. You know, um, are you looking for something that really gives you a, a very, uh, I wouldn't say rigid, but, you know, definitely sets down boundaries and tells you these are the commandments and these are the people that you need to revere and et cetera. If that's it, then, you know, there's probably another religion that would be better suited for you. And I do believe that there are as many different religions for as many different personalities as there are so you know i don't try to do any kind of hard cells on it but if you're looking for something where you're looking for a a way to you know just roll more with the punches to go with the the strikes and gutters of life in the cosmic bowling alley and it doesn't really matter and and you just want to roll with that then dudism might be the right thing for you awesome heard i gotta i gotta say you're uh although you're the first religion that we've done you're definitely on the highest <laughs> of uh of, of a maybe you know what i mean I, I, like uh you're, you're definitely hitting some skinny mat some skinny mat notes that i enjoy great greatly so cool i appreciate you you coming on and helping helping me decide well i appreciate appreciate being on and hope i made some kind of sense and if not, then that's also dudism as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the dude abides. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, we're going to take a very short break. We will be right back. Hey, folks, Skinny Matt here. We just wanted to take a moment to let you, our listeners, know what one of our missions is with Skinny Matt's tinfoil hat. Right, Andy? That's right, Matt. Our goal is to be 100% listener supported. We want to do this for a few reasons. First of all, we want total and complete creative control. 
We don't want anything to come between the truths that we uncover and our loyal listeners. We also think it's a great way to deliver some pretty cool stuff. We'll be posting all the interviews we do in their entirety, doing live Q&As on YouTube, and even sending you merchandise in the mail. You'll even get a personal thank you message from yours truly. But the best part is all of our Patreons will get early access to new episodes days before the general public. We also just want to give our listeners a way to support our podcast that we work really, really hard to bring you on a regular basis. The more support we get, the more content we'll be able to deliver to you. Don't let us down, soldiers. Become one of our Patreons today so you can show us some love and get access to some of the cool stuff that we have planned. Just go to www.patreon.com slash skinnymats tinfoil hat or find the link on our podcast webpage www.smtinfoilhat.com that's s as in skinny m as in matt tinfoilhat.com thanks a lot everybody now back to the show all right so we're back ladies and gentlemen with skinny matt here we just interviewed Dwayne utzi from dudism the archbishop Archbishop number is that two, right? number two, yeah, I think no, he, the Archduke. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's the number two dude in the dude dudeism. Yeah, his his archdudeship. Yeah, that that's the that's the official title. Yep, archdudeship. Uh, so what did you think, Matt? Uh, overall, I, overall, I I truly like this as a religion. It's it's it hits all the key points. Um, there's no specific doctrine that you need to follow. It's not like a you know, I don't need to eat the, the, the blood of his blood or drink the, the, the you know, eat his biscuit as a skin or anything like that. Um, I love tasty Caucasian drinks. So, yeah, o- overall, I would say this is a definite maybe. This is in this is in this is in a win category. I think that this is this is one of the few religions that I've heard about that I would absolutely, you know, sign up to be a be a what's it called? Uh ordained dude you know yeah, yeah. you would want to be a priest in the in in dudism i think i might i think i might we gotta, we gotta listen to a couple more there might be something something else out there but as of right now religion number one it's top of the heap it's it's winning yeah we just have to listen to like 4200 more so make sure you keep this fresh in your head that's <laughs> as we go forward with our 4200 part series so I, I understand that you would that this would be something you like because uh, you're a fan of the Big Lebowski too, yep. you know, like we all are, uh, and you um, you're laid back, you know, and that's basically what this whole thing is about. As long as I've known you, you've been pretty laid back. Yeah, uh, you know, you haven't had a lot of stress in your life. No, and I mean, it, I, I've I found at a very young age that every problem I've ever had in my life I have solved. It may not have been the way I wanted it to be solved, but it has been solved and I've lived through it. So I just ask myself, why would I worry about future problems? I'll just wait till they show up and I'll fix them then. So it's his, his lifestyle is very much my lifestyle, you know, I, I, the, the dude abides. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there are some problems that are hard to, that are impossible to solve. You haven't run into any of those? Uh, no, because I don't believe there are problems that are impossible to solve. I just think it, 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 they seem impossible in the moment because you're not looking at all the possibilities. But at the end of the day, just because something got solved in the way you weren't thinking doesn't make it an impossible solve. Does that make sense? Like, 
you know, no. it, 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 well, <laughs> you know, if, if, uh, I, I don't know. Here, how I'm going to gonna give you a hypothetical. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. All right. Okay. Shoot. Here's a problem. Tell me how you'd solve it. Okay. Brain cancer. Brain cancer. Uh, yeah. I would either get chemotherapy and have it pulled out of my head or I would die from brain cancer. Like a, <laughs> that would solve the problem of brain cancer is I'd be dead. There'd be no more brain cancer. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So, so this is what, this is what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think you're exactly solving problems. Like, cause some problems are impossible to solve because death is not a solution. That is, you know, it's a solution but, to the no, end of you, life. What? Well, you view it as a solution because it is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a solution. It's, it's cause you don't want to die. Right. Uh, you don't want to die and you have brain cancer. What do you do about but that, it? But that doesn't mean it's not the, a solution to the problem. Just because I don't want it to be the solution doesn't mean it's not the solution. So it makes like it, it still no, solves well, the problem. Brain here, cancer is I'm here's, dead. Here is why you don't have a lot of stress. Because failure mm-hmm. is a solution for you. See, but that's not, that's not failure. It's just a, a different solution. It's just a different answer to the same question. Right. I, I don't think, you that's, perceive I don't it think as, that's the you, case. You perceive it as failure, but it's actually not. It's just the it's the answer to the problem. I, I don't want to say I don't want to say failure. I want to say like something that is out of your control. When something is out of your control, mm-hmm. you view it in a way that, well, the solution is I don't know this. Yeah, I, can't I can't solve this. I can't control it. That's out of my control. So why would I worry about right. it? Right. Yeah. Which is why I think that you are so laid back and you have so little stress in your life. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, it you, know, you might be hiding it really well, but as far as, as long as I've known you, stress has not been a thing that has bothered you. You've always been pretty laid back. You're, you're able to accept the things that you can't control. Yep. You're able to accept them very well, Absolutely. which isn't solving them. It's accepting them. And that's, and I think that's a plus. I think that's for anybody, you know, acceptance. Is and the first that's why solution. I think this religion is so appealing to you. I think that this religion is appealing to you because it touches on like your like already established worldview. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you're laid back, you smoke weed, you don't fucking stick your dick in where it shouldn't be. No. Nope. You know, you don't poke around in, in other people's business. No. Nope. You know, you're not vengeful as far as I can tell. That's a good thing. I hide I hide that well. And these are all dudist principles. Mm-hmm. You know, so so yeah, so if we were to rank this and you had a three columns and you had a no and maybe and a uh possibly yes. It'd, where would you put it'd it? It'd be a possibly yes. It would be a possibly yes. Yeah. So this is the highest tier of skinny mats religious rankings. Skinny Matt is going to pick a religion. This is the he puts this in the upper echelon right away. Yep, this is in top top of the list. I thought you would. It it, it fits you. It does. It absolutely does. It, it could be skinny mass religion if I was brave enough to put one out there. Yeah, yeah. it could be mine too. Yep. like it's like I am a member of the Satanic Temple. I don't know if we mentioned that before. Oh, I don't. I don't like so. But I am a card carrying member of the Satanic Temple. Uh, but if I were to choose uh, another religion. Dudism would be on the top of the list. How can you be an atheist and a card-carrying member of the Satanic Temple? Don't they? Doesn't one? Oh, that's a good question, Matt. Doesn't one? But we should the other? get into it on our Satanic Temple episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Which might be right around the corner. <laughs> All right. I think you'll. I think you'll actually like the Satanic Temple, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. There's. There's not a lot of weed in it. 
that's that sucks. The devil sucks. No weed in the devil. Well, I mean, it's really not part of it. It's it's called the devil's lettuce for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I thought he grew it. I've been lied to my whole life. Today's show was produced by Andy Morris and Skinny Matt. It was edited by Stanley Motts. The Skinny Matt Finds a Religion theme had music written by DJ Flan Delicious, lyrics by John Oliver Smith, with vocals by Katie Marie Jones. Skinny Matt's Tinfoil Hat outro by DJ Flan Delicious and Rachel Delgado. We'd like to thank his archduceship, Wayne Utzi, for enlightening us on the Dudist way. He's co-written a book called The Abide Guide, that's available on Amazon or on the website dudism.com where you can be ordained as a dudist priest. We'll have links to all that on the episode page of our website, www.smtinfoilhat.com. That's S as in skinny, M as in Matt, tinfoilhat.com. And consider becoming one of our exclusive Patreon members at www.patreon.com slash skinny Matt's tinfoil hat where you can get cool perks like early access to episodes, live Q&As, and merchandise you can only find at Patreon. Not to mention financially supporting your favorite podcast. The more people that sign up, the more content we can bring you. Thanks for listening, everyone. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Skinny Matt's Tinfoil Hat is available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Skinny Matt saying, take it easy, man. happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Larry.